What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the North Shore Nine Post Game Show. I am Jim. With me is Neil. The Pirates get clobbered tonight, fourteen to one, at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. They drop to one and ten, yeah, against uh, the Cubs on the year. Neil. I think this one's going to be, you know, short and sweet. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not so sweet, but uh, just a just a rough game. And, and it's frust- I think the most frustrating thing about games like this, like you see the Pirates actually playing pretty good baseball recently, mm-hmm. and it's just the Cubs. I don't yeah. know what it is. The Cubs just are that they can't beat the Cubs, and not only can they not beat the Cubs, they get crushed by the Cubs seemingly mm-hmm. every single game it's not um, it hasn't been close i think they said on the broadcast it was what like 70 something runs to 20 and that was before the eighth this, inning <laughs> yeah this is i mean three straight games now to the cubs where they've given up at least 10 runs um and like i said they've, they've played them 11 times this year they have one win if you're looking at our scroll on the bottom here if you're watching you know, the Pirates are 70 and 81 on the season, right? You take away the Cubs games and they're 69 and 71. They're basically a 500 baseball club Yeah, and, and, and against and, everybody but the Cubs. And, and, and then you take away the Brewers games and that number grows even like I think we're like solidly above 500. I mean, like you can't take those games away, but I mean, I was dreading this series. <laughs> Um, when you when whoever texted the lineup and I saw of, of people who were doing post games, I saw I had two Cubs games. I'm like, this is gonna suck. <laughs> and, um, you know, God bless it to those sickos who stayed up and watched this game after an hour long rain delay. Yeah, you guys are uh, <laughs> just. I mean, if you're watching this right now, you're like live. Like, if yeah. you're watching this tomorrow, like mm-hmm. you know what you're you're you're, you're trying to get get your info as far as the game goes you're listening to as part of your podcast routine but you weirdos who are watching this live right now like <laughs> what are you doing here yeah um, <laughs> you didn't no, go to no. bed <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean let's let's kind of kick it off bailey falter gets the start today mm-hmm. uh and you're assuming it's going to be a regular bailey falter start right mm-hmm. um he you know goes through the first inning he does give up a two-run homer uh, to Dansby Swanson in the first inning for the Pirates, uh, Pirates drop down uh, two nothing, but and then they pull him. I I I don't know exactly really what's what's going on there. I'm I'm curious to hear the explanation and as far as like what uh, if this was the plan, if something happened. This is the first time we've seen Bailey Falter be used in a role like this where he just goes one inning. And with a team that's desperate for guys to eat innings, you, you kind of you, you just look at this and you're like, why? 
why, right? Yeah. And like they brought, and I'm assuming they brought in Bailey Falter to essentially be a starter, right? Yeah. Like, like that is the goal. So I was figuring they were trying to do like this Oviedo style thing where they're stretching him out, getting him more comfortable until he can ramp up to like go three times through an order. But tonight makes no sense unless he's injured. Like that unless, was that was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah, like, and there was nothing on the broadcast that suggested that he was hurt. It seemed like that was just the plan from the get-go. So, unless like this is supposed to be his bullpen day, which I guess is possible, but I don't think he's pitched in five days. I don't know what we're doing. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. <laughs> the only thing I can think of, the only thing I can think of is that they are setting up maybe for someone else to start this week. And maybe that's Jared Jones. I don't know that I like, I could see that maybe being the case here, but okay. yeah. Cause like, I mean, the way that the rotation should have lined up was, you know, falter would have been the guy today. Priester was going to be the guy tomorrow. So now you've basically got an opening there. Now there's plenty of guys who they have, who they can throw out there, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's maybe what, is on the horizon, but yeah, the one inning out of Bailey falter, definitely uh, a little confusing to me. Mm. Uh, he didn't look great. You know, he gave up the two run homer to Swanson, uh, you know, put the pirates in a hole there, but you know, he gives way to Quinn Priester, who again, we were expecting to go tomorrow, but Priester mm. goes, today. He, the Chicago area native pitching in Wrigley field for this first time. And uh, you know, he gets a rude awakening. You know, in his first inning of work there, I do want to talk about Quinn Priester. So the final line today, six innings, five hits, four runs. It's respectable, I guess. Like it's not a quality start, but okay. it's not like he, it wasn't like it, it was, it wasn't the worst we've ever seen Quinn Priester. It wasn't right? the worst, but I, mean, I th you know, last time I think we, us two were on the show, we were talking about how like you could be like, encouraged by Quinn Priester's next next start like and like going future but like he didn't have that today. He wasn't missing bats. He wasn't he was giving up lots of hard contact. Gave up a home run like I there was no progression off of the promising signs we saw the last start. Yeah, I would say the only promising thing here is that it did seem like the velocity again was there that we saw last week. Yeah, um, you know, the fastball, the sinker was up two miles an hour over his season average. The four seamer was up a mile and a half over his season average. So, you know, he hit 97 on the gun a few times. But you're right. The hard stuff, though, still getting hit and it's still getting hit hard. Uh, the, the I mean, average average. uh I'm not even going to go into averages, but like oh, there were some hard hit balls off of his yes. fastballs. Only three swings and misses were generated on 25 um, chances for his sinker and his four seam fastball. So that's a 12% whiff rate. That's not going to get it done. Uh, the slider yeah. generated some swings and misses, but also he, you know, he left it hanging a couple times and it got hit a long way. Yeah, not the most encouraging outing for Priester. I guess if you're encouraged about anything, like he he did get through six innings. Yes, know, he did somewhat somewhat efficiently, and you know kept the team in the game. Really, I mean, it wasn't until after he left that it all blew apart. Yeah, I mean, it's about as close as a six-one lead can be. Um, you know, but I mean, 
he wasn't awful. Like there have been Quinn Priest or starts where I just want to turn off the TV, and I didn't like want to immediately turn off the TV today watching him pitch. Yeah. Um. But there's still no sign of him being a rotation arm in the future, and the fact that we have have what three starting pitcher kind of rookie deal guys start this year and none of them even look close to securing a rotation spot is it's really bad it's not great yeah i mean i kind of brought it up today on twitter like you think you know just in the last year you had roanzi Contreras, luis ortiz quinn priester all top 100 prospects pretty much unanimous top 100 prospects they all have have faltered you know at the major league level and none of them really are have have any looks of being a major league starter at this point mm-hmm. and then you look on the flip side the cubs have you know a 26 year old who they called up this year he's thrown 100 innings javier assad he yep. throws 90 miles an hour he's striking out the pirates every every at bat uh he's got a 3 point Oh, four earned run average in over a hundred innings now. Like it's yep. just frustrating. You're seeing like the Pirates guys with the stuff and the the minor league pedigree and and everything that goes with it. And then you look across the aisle and you see Javier Assad, who had almost a six ERA at age 23 in Double A, who's just you know called up to the majors all of a sudden. He's he's been very effective. Yeah, you have Javier Assad. You have um, what's his name? Um, Jordan Wicks, yeah, who's looked really, really good too. Like those are two rookies who, you know, their only big guy was Hayden Wesneski, who has been terrible, but they just pulled two starting pitchers who look like legitimate mainstays in the rotation. Like Javier Assad's been worth two WAR this year. <laughs> yeah, and the dude throws ninety. Like I mean, he's not doing anything yeah. special. He's... Yeah, and like, and like, you know, Priester, Ortiz, and Contreras are probably combined for negative war this year. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to look across the division, you have like what Abbott, Greg Abbott, uh, not Greg Abbott, that's the, that's the governor, <laughs> Andrew, the Abbott guy Abbott. from yeah. yeah from the Reds, who's also shuffing it as a rookie. And you have Nick Lodol. Like I'm like, and you have to say like, if we can't spend the money that the Cubs spend to go get a Marcus Stroman, a Cody Bellinger. Where is the development that's going to keep us competitive coming from? Because I don't see it. I don't know. I don't know, Neil. It's a good question. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Priester, again, like I said, didn't didn't look spectacular. Didn't look terrible. It was just kind of, you know, meh today. I said, velocity, definitely a good sign to see the velocity up. That's encouraging. Yeah. And so that'll be something I kind of keep an eye on the rest of the year. But at some point, you need to see results, like actual results from Quinn Priester, because uh, mm-hmm. today, today he didn't really he didn't really show it. Um, sticking on the pitching side, uh, let's talk about it. Kyle Nicholas was called up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Hatch was sent down. Kyle Nicholas called up. Kyle Nicholas has looked incredible in Indianapolis since being moved to the bullpen full time um, today. Make his makes his major league debut in this in the eighth inning and rough rough debut neil rough debut uh, what were your thoughts on nicholas today life comes at you fast um 
I have no earthly idea. It's <laughs> like he has the stuff. Um, but my word, maybe you know, it's hard to judge major league debuts because there's just so much like emotion there, so much going on. But man, he kept leaving stuff over over the plate, or it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> um, I um that, that uh what that grand slam to I have no idea what his name is. Um, never heard of Alexander, this guy. Like, Alexander, Alexander yeah, like yeah, he's I a top prospect. Like he's he's a big time prospect. Was he really? Him, he got him from the Giants. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take yeah. that back. Yeah. Um, but that was his first major league home run uh canario so uh i'll say this with nicholas like the fastball was impressive tonight uh it was it was good it was generating Mm -hmm. swings and misses like he hit 98 a few times on the gun but it was pretty much sitting 97 Mm -hmm. um and and when he located it it was really good like he 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 was getting swings and misses with it yeah, the slider on the other, yeah, the slider on the other hand, uh, he was just terrible locations yes. um, throughout the night. I uh, I tweeted out a picture of like his slider usage tonight, and he didn't throw a single slider. Neil, not one slider did he throw today that was lower than the batter's belt. So when you throw your sliders and you're and you're hanging them like that. <laughs> To major league hitters, they're just they're gonna hit them and they're gonna hit them yes, far and hard, and that's that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, I mean, I guess he only got like two hard hits, but I mean, when you can't locate, you're gonna walk people. The cut and the Cubs are going to walk. You know, they they have a pretty good offense going there, and it's just again, he's is his debut, but you really don't want to see him walking all these guys. The fastball is good but it also felt like he wasn't locating his fastball really all that well. Um, everything was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. He wasn't locating anything. And, and I don't know if you can chalk that, like his command has always been a little iffy, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. been better lately, but it's not his, it's not his strong point by any means. Uh, and that's why he's a reliever, right? If, if it was, if his command was good with the stuff that he's got, he would be a starting pitcher. He's yeah. not a starting pitcher because of the command, right? Uh, but you've got to expect it to be better than it was tonight. So you kind of chalk this one up to just major league debut jitters. Uh, yeah. I will say this, like the stuff is very attractive uh, and I yeah. want to see more of it. Uh, so I I, I want to see more Kyle Nicholas down the stretch here because, you know, you can't teach 98 miles per hour you know, with rise on that fastball, like when he was getting that fastball up in the zone, it looked, it looked really good. Uh, you can't teach that. So mm-hmm. I want to see more of them. Hopefully he can kind of hone in on the, uh, the command issues. Uh, but right now the ERA, Neil, it's sitting at one sixty two point zero zero. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen an ERA that high. I know I've seen like the INF, like the, the infinity ones before. Yeah. 162 um, though that's that's rough what was that one cardinal starter who like got called up on sunday night baseball against the dodgers i think that was higher wow okay i forget his I, name though i don't know but <laughs> yeah that's that's a rough yeah. uh rough debut he goes a third of an inning he yeah. gives up three hits two walks a hit by a pitch six runners score 
Two of those score on a three-run homer that Jose Hernandez gave up. <laughs> you know, after after coming terrible. in, it all was terrible. Yeah, it was just it was a rough game. The bullpen uh, between Nicholas and Hernandez, it it wasn't pretty that that eighth inning. And I agree. I mean, I guess if you're if you're having a bad day, you're not Kyle Nicholas's family who sat through an hour on lane delay, sat in the cold Wrigley bleachers just to watch their relative do that. So I guess it's perspective. <laughs> I'll say this, like Wrigley field is one of my favorite ballparks. I, I love it. I, I love Ooh. going to games there. It is not fun being at Wrigley field when it's pouring rain and cold and the Cubs are just beating the crap out of you. That's Yeah. Not, oh, not fun, not fun, not fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so like I said rough, rough game for the pitchers today. Uh, offensively, not a whole lot uh, going on. I'll say this: Henry Davis uh, didn't look good at the end of the game, but he does finally get a hit. His first, he was over seven heading into today. Uh, you know, coming off of his uh, his uh, rehab, he uh, smokes a uh, single in his first at bat. So maybe. But maybe he he gets something going here. You 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 want to see something out of Henry Davis here these last. He needs two something. Um, you know, because the right field defense still doesn't look that much better. That dive today in right field was one of the stupidest things I've seen in a while, and it's not his fault. It's yeah. so, it's so not his fault. He shouldn't be playing there. All three outfielders actually today. Like Davis yeah. had the dive, Suwinski had a bad dive, and then Reynolds just fell Slips. over on a ball that yeah. was over his head. It, so. it was one of those days. Like, you know, but I think it kind of speaks volumes. You know, like the Cubs don't slip. I don't think the Cubs had a bad defensive play the entire game. They, 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 every time we play them, they're a sound, fundamental team. They hit well, they run well, they field well. The Pirates did none of those things tonight, especially hitting. Um, well, I was I was about to say it's it's a lot easier to not make any mistakes in the field when the opposing team strikes out 16 times. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Striking out that many times a Javier Assad is embarrassing. Drew I Smiley think... struck out the side in an inning. Drew Smiley. Luke Little struck out the side. <laughs> oh, but I guess he gave up some hits, but like all three outs for strikeouts. Um <laughs> No, Let's talk about the one. There was one bright spot on offense today. Uh, Keep Ryan Hayes singled in his first at bat. Homer's in his second at bat. His 14th homer of the year. The guy just keeps hitting. His weighted runs created plus is up to 101. His OPS is up to 765. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I want to just keep seeing him hit to end the year. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like he's gearing himself up to like, like I'm, I'm going to be expecting a monster 2024 out of Cabrian Hayes at this point. Uh, I just want him to be hitting even like somewhat close to what he's hitting like. But I mean, you know, I think September has been down for him, right? I think it's been like it hasn't been nearly as good as like the blast, but like, let's put it this way. He still has like 13, three home runs, three homers in like 17 games, which absolutely plays. Like, so even if he hasn't been like tear, like hitting 300 and like, 
you know, hitting as much as he was like in August, you're still tracking toward a 2025 home run season next year at this pace. And that's all you can kind of ask for, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's actually playing pretty well in September now too. He's sitting 292. Okay. Um, I can't pull the OBP and slugging as easily, but yeah, three homers. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gotten a hit in all but three games this, this month. So he's, he's still hitting the ball. And like I said, today is 14th home run of the year. Uh, yeah. That's a career high. Mm-hmm. But like, like before today, he still had a 783 OPS in, in September. Like okay. before this homework, so like that's that's completely playable. Yeah. So he, if, I mean, that, if, if, now. If, if, if he if he has a 783 OPS next season through the entire year, that is a huge W. <laughs> so he's probably a five win. win. Yeah, at least five. Um, yeah. as the defense stays the same. Yeah. So, and and he got an he got an out through um interference today. That the yeah, umps that somehow. That was an interesting play. Um, the umps just like kind of ignore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, and I don't know the last time I've ever seen that before. So like, a, a, there was a foul ball. Uh, yeah, hit in play, you know, but foul territory. And Kebrian Hayes is going to go make the catch, and he runs into the batter on deck. And yeah, yeah, the ball drops. They initially just roll it a foul ball. Umpires take it together, and they. Uh, they eventually roll the hitter out uh, for interference by the uh, the the on base uh, the on deck hitter. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. No, I don't think so either. That's that's new. <laughs> the glorious thing about baseball: there's 162 <laughs> games a year, and like you always just something will happen every once in a while, and you're just like, "Huh, not sure if I've ever seen that." So. Even Pirates games where we feel like we've seen everything. Yeah, even in fourteen to one blowout losses, you yeah. still you still see something you've never seen before. I don't know if I've seen sixteen strikeouts in a game by the Pirates. It's might have it probably happened this year, but tonight seemed especially egregious. I want to say they've done nineteen at one point in like an extra inning game, maybe in like a ten inning game. They struck out nineteen times. I, I believe they, I, if that's true, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think that's happened, but outside of uh, outside of that. Not a whole lot else happened today. Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah. It was bad. Like, I just want every single person associated with hitting in any capacity gone. I don't care what level. Everyone get out. Everyone. Yeah. I am so tired of seeing a strike out at this rate. So, um, looks like Keller and Oviedo are going to start the next two games. So they're going to bump everybody up a day. Uh, there was the off day Monday, so it's still normal rest, but that's still pretty surprising to me because at this stage in the year, both of those two guys have thrown a ton of innings. You would think that you would just kind of give them that extra day's rest, but you would think, I guess Um, the pirates aren't doing that. Yeah. Especially for a guy like Oviedo who has such a drastic leap. And I think they're both top 10 in innings pitched and batters faced in baseball, or at least in the NL at the very least in the national leagues. Like they have been such workhorses. I'm surprised. Yeah. I think it's weird that they're not giving them the rest that they need. 
Yeah, Keller uh, Keller is ninth right now in the NL or in, in Major League Baseball. I'm sorry. So if we just if we just go to the National League here, Keller is fifth in innings pitched. Oviedo is thirteenth. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean they've they've pitched a lot of innings this year. Ovi, uh, Oviedo's about fifty innings over his career high. So that is only uh, fifty. Yeah, he was at wow. one six one seventeen last year. He's mm-hmm. at 166 now, so he's about 50 over. Uh, I I said we talked about it on the last the last show was the last Oviedo start was you know do you do you consider even shutting him down or you know because that that's a big jump and I you agree. can obviously you can obviously see that he wasn't as effective you know in his last in his last outing. Yeah, and I, you definitely don't want the injury risk because you know him becoming a workhorse style pitcher has actually been one of the more pleasant developments of the season. You know, getting really... I don't know if consistent's the right word, but he's been a good pitcher. You can count on five innings from him, basically, every time out, whether he's good or bad. I'd agree with that, yeah. And, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, his strikeout rates are getting up there, you know. Yeah, I think you might want to protect him unless they really believe they have this outside shot at a making a playoff spot because I think that ship has sailed, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think that ship is anywhere near port anymore. That ship is, that ship is long gone. Um, But yeah, so Keller Oviedo uh, in line to finish off this series, Falter and Priester both going tonight. So that is, uh, that's an interesting move. Um, I guess that was just what they were planning on doing. So today was just going to be a, a Falter Priester type day. Uh, and and falter only going the one inning like that's just just odd to me but yeah it well, is what it is I, I i'm sure derek shelton answered that question tonight somewhere but i don't i can't see it i can't see it i, an I can't feel bothered to go look listen to the entire post game interview about tonight <laughs> i need yeah. the bur- i need the purge just from my memory all right, so Pirates lose 14 to 1. They drop to 1 and 10 on the year against the Chicago Cubs. Tomorrow is a 7:40 start time again. Mitch Keller on the mound facing Justin Steele, who is a NL Cy Young candidate uh, for sure. I we'll think, have a post-game show. Yep. I think Blake Snell sunk that ship tonight too. Yeah. Seven yeah, no right. hit innings with ten Ks and steal. I'm I'm hoping Snell wraps that up. Yeah, and then also you got to remember the Pirates are going to shell just right. steal tomorrow. <laughs> of so. course, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> and so we'll be back on here tomorrow to talk about that. Mitch Keller is going to be beating Justin Steele tomorrow mm-hmm. in a uh, in a blowout. It's going to be fourteen to one, but just the other direction. Yes. <laughs> All right, Neil. You got anything else before we're out of here? No. Everyone who watched this, again, you're God sickos, you <laughs> you're stickos, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for your comments. Um, everybody listening uh, tomorrow or down the road, appreciate you guys. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.